Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hello, everyone. It's been a long time. No talk. Welcome back to Moving Along Season 5, which is hard to believe. But um, this is going to be the first episode for our new season. And we're going to take it a little bit casual today uh, just to catch you up on everything that's been going in our lives since mid-November. It's been a while since we've talked. So I think we have a lot to tell y'all. And this will also be an introduction uh, in the first of many of our random kind of stream of consciousness episodes. I think when we were planning out the season, we decided we wanted to incorporate more casual um, touch base uh, kind of episodes instead of our formalized topical ones like we normally do. But we'll also have those interspersed throughout. So I guess you'll have to stay tuned, wait and see how the season unfolds. Um, but we do have a lot to catch up on. So I guess we can get started on that. Um, instead of our weekly recap, we're going to do like a whole... I don't know, <laughs> end of fall, <laughs> beginning of winter recap. So what, like a three month, two, three yeah. month recap? It's a lot. This whole episode is going to be <laughs> our recap. But I guess we can first address like why we've been gone for so long. I don't know if y'all have thoughts on that, but it, I do feel rusty <laughs> talking to you all right now. <laughs> well, I think the reason why we took a break in the first place is like why we usually take a break in between seasons is we always get burnt out mm-hmm. at the end of the season. So we always think it's a good idea to take a break and just like relax and not have to stress about the podcast every week because it is kind of a lot of work, mm-hmm. especially on Ming and I's front <laughs> um, doing the post-production stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but also to come up with brainstorm, come up with new ideas, don't want to keep talking about the same topics over and over again. So mm-hmm. How have you guys been feeling over this break? To be honest, I feel like... So the podcast started right at the beginning or middle of our first semester of our senior year of college. And it was like a good time to catch up. And then it really helped, at least for me, carried me through like emotionally and socially through the pandemic of like not being able to see you all in person. And this was an opportunity to catch up and actually be social. But now that like we've kind of settled into DC, I'll be honest and say that like, I feel that I get my social energy like plenty, like I am socially fulfilled. And so I think that's also why I was okay with like not bringing up the podcast for a little bit or like obviously this break has been one of our longer ones. And I think typically after like maybe a month or something, one of us will be like, oh, what about that podcast, you know, but like (laughs) it hadn't happened yet. And I don't know for you all, but I was okay with like letting it be for a bit because yeah, we were already seeing each other like basically every week now climbing or doing something else. So I think it'll be good though, you know, to have that routine established again once we get into the flow of it. But I will say that like, I don't crave podcasting as much as I used to. I don't know if you all feel the same. Maybe we're just getting old, like (laughs) old retired podcasters. Ew, don't say that. (laughs) I washed up. (laughs) washed and dried up. Yeah. Yeah, but it feels nice to be talking because mm-hmm. even though we hang out in person, we don't have like alone time, like just the three of us. It's the the new climbing squad has like taken over <laughs> our lives at this point, it seems like. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it feels nice to have structure to our conversation and like have prompts to answer when we're just talking randomly, like um, like climbing or whatever. We just talk about whatever we feel like, but we, it doesn't really get really deep, I think. I think on the podcast, we have like, more meaningful conversations sometimes 
Mm-hmm. Or the things we wouldn't talk about mm-hmm. normally, like things that yeah. just come up. So it was like pushing ourselves to have more of a discussion rather than just hanging out or whatever just arises in the moment. So we get to explore other things. And I think me and I were talking about having like a more intellectual hobby. And sometimes I view podcasting as a bit of an intellectual hobby. Hmm. Amongst Wordle and New York Times <laughs> crossword <laughs> puzzles. <laughs> yeah. We have the audio format. I don't know. Have you all felt that though similarly, like were you looking forward to bringing back the podcast, I guess? Because we haven't really talked about that. I don't really know how we even brought up the podcast. We were kind of just like, oh, I guess it's I don't time. Know who brought it up? Yeah. But we were like, I guess it's time. <laughs> I think Going back into podcasting, the main thing for me is like, oh my god, I have to stay up to two a.m. editing on a Sunday night again. But that's what you do to yourself. <laughs> that's you like, <laughs> bring it on to yourself. We are recording this <laughs> one day in advance of when we normally do. We normally record on Wednesdays. We switched it to Tuesdays, so you have even more time to procrastinate <laughs> on editing. Yeah, but the actual recording, I really look forward to that actually every week, and because it's after work, also, I feel like it gives me a cap. For my work time, I'm like, I have to leave by this time to make it to the recording. So mm. usually if I don't have anything um, scheduled after work, I'm more okay with working later. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good good thing to have after work. I guess also it's kind of different for you since I see Linda like every day. Like this mm. might be the first day where I haven't seen her in person in a while. So I guess I don't know if it's like better for us to just recap. And like I said before, it's just the three of us. So we can be more intimate, have our, you know, original triad. Triad? Triad? Triad. Okay. Triangle? (laughs) Triple threat quo? No. All right. Triple threat quo. (laughs) What have we been up to since (laughs) mid-November? It's been quite some time. A lot has happened. Get started. Covers all the holidays. Uh huh. Should I say like our collective update or like whatever you want? You know, this is casual, right? Mm. We're keeping it casual this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways, the agenda Uh is we've addressed why we've been gone for so long, and now we have to cover all the holidays, entire month of January. But I think also maybe like we wanted to start this podcast again because it was the new year Mm -hmm. and. A lot of things changed this year and it was like new season, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of feels like a new season in terms Mm -hmm. of like life through the break. So many things happened like in the middle of the break. So many things happened. Mm -hmm. It's truly a new season, new life, like (laughs) a new start kind of. I haven't felt that so strongly for like, you know, when they're like, oh, it's a new year, new me. I haven't really felt that. But this year, like, I guess so much has happened in the past year. And like, yeah, I feel that especially more. Um, (laughs) But I guess we could, I I don't know, mention what has changed, I guess. Yeah, what's changed, Ming? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. We addressed like moving into D.C. last season. But like now I feel really settled in. Like this is my home kind of feeling. I'm um, still climbing. Uh, I'm single. <laughs> Probably the biggest I'm change. Ready to mingle? No, 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 not ready to mingle. <laughs> but yeah, um, I uh, broke up with my boyfriend 
like towards actually like right after we of three years right you guys yes, were dating of three years like right after our last episode or something like that it was mid-november as well <laughs> so i think that's probably the biggest change in my life but i don't know i feel like mentally new and refreshed i don't know i, I don't think it's just because of the breakup but like that's the only thing like what else has changed in my life i thought there would have been more but i don't know linda what about you well, I also broke up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I broke up with my partner over like, well, closer to January-ish. And I think it was a really salient moment because it was like a single night and I broke up with them like a week before I started a new job. Mm. And that all happened like January 3rd. So I was like wrecked on January 3rd, <laughs> like on all of the intro meetings because last night we had like an emotional talk. And I think that was the night I like rushed over to Ming's house um, and like interrupted her dinner. You're always rushing to, like, over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always rushing to Marlo's Matrix for <laughs> emotional support. And then after that. You should learn the door code for, by now. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think I already know it. <laughs> and then I we like rushed over to intel. Vincent's house. <laughs> yeah. And then stayed there until like 3 a.m. And then walked back in the pouring rain. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this feels like so... Main character? I don't know. Not main character, <laughs> but like, why is all of this happening at once? Mm. And then I had to go and do the new job mm. the next day. And that feels that's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a month after Ming's breakup. Yeah. Right? You had yeah. a lot more happen in your life, I think, actually, than I did. It just maybe I just talk about it more. <laughs> I have a bigger mouth. <laughs> uh, Sally, what's up with you? Any breakups? Honestly, nothing happened in my life. <laughs> oh, all I did was go to Turkey. I think mean, that's we had our little COVID scare right before that. Oh so yeah, it was a little stressful, mm-hmm. but you know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. We're all negative. <laughs> I got to go to Turkey, and I stayed negative in Turkey, which was kind of a surprise. Like we were all kind of. We were all like making like plans. What if one of us tested positive and we had to quarantine there for 10 days? Oh my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but we ended up all testing negative and coming back to the US. Mm-hmm. And yeah, ever since then, nothing has happened to me, but things Hello? have been going on in my friend's life. Grad what school? about your news, Sally? Hello? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, I got into grad school. Hey. <laughs> in grad school. <laughs> Still waiting on some future decisions but mm-hmm. i've gotten to one at least so i know i'm going to grad school this year, <laughs> which is a relief honestly because mm-hmm. it's just like nice to have a backup even if like even if you're still waiting it's nice to know you have something that's like on the back burner just in case the other things don't work out mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i don't so know the news in the gym <laughs> yeah that that was what? like I think very I was, significant like, celebrating <laughs> We were like screaming yeah. in the gym when Sally uh, refreshed her. <laughs> I couldn't even her. read it. I was, like, I was like the confetti and you guys were screaming. I was like, I guess I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I don't know if that's a necessarily a big life update in terms of like gym stuff, but we have been climbing, I don't know, pretty frequently or like we're I mean, frequent visitors. on this podcast. Oh, oh, oh sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we have to like isolate it to one episode per season where we get to talk about climbing. 
Um, but yes, it's still prevalent in our lives. I was just trying to think of things that have happened because when we were writing this episode, we were like, oh, so much has changed. Like what we've been up to, we have to update our listeners. But like, you're kind of right. Oh, I think it's the kind of biggest- seems like a lot of things has changed, but at the same time, a lot of things are the same. Yeah, you're right. To sum it up. Maybe it's our like mindset has changed. And this can get into like the other topic we were going to talk about kind of where like the new year, we always do our resolutions, but maybe it's just the mindset that is so different. I feel like I'm in such a different like mental space than I was when we were originally recording or when we recorded last season um, because I'm like in a different physical place and it feels like I like, you know, when you've been somewhere and you forgot what it used to be like when I go home mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like Beltsville, I forget what it's like, what it used to be like to like live at home. It's very mm-hmm. odd because I've only been here for like, what, two or three months now. But like, yeah, I feel like a different person. Mm-hmm. I feel like that when I think back to our old, old episodes, like back mm. when we right when we started, when we were in college, <laughs> it's so it's so weird. It's such a different time. Yeah. And like now graduating and like we're all dating. Well. We all <laughs> broke up with the people we were dating with back then. Oh, true. It was such a different time. Yeah. Well, I was getting that feeling when I was like setting up my new mic. So basically, I got a new mic, you know, new me, new mic. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you get a new mic, Ming? Oh, it belonged. I had to give it back to the, you know, in the custody battle. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it belonged to Stefan. So I rightfully gave it back to him. But and it was about time I had my own mic. I can't be mooching off of people anymore. Um, yeah, I was like setting up the mic and I was like, wow, I can't. The last time we recorded in person was pretty fr- recent, you know, when we were all here after the Halloween party. But like when we actually had like a routine of coming together physically, that wasn't since like college. And I can't even remember what that was like to like record in person. Mm-hmm. It was such in a Linda's weird. dinky apartment yeah. with like the lights turned off <laughs> <laughs> on her floor. <laughs> such a like I'm so used to this now, I guess. But yeah, mm-hmm. very different now. Oh, a change that we had together was having hot pot with externals. Ooh. I don't know why that moment stood out to me, but I feel mm. like we're just making new traditions. Yeah, curse. like the COVID new year coming. <laughs> That was also the night we got um, a COVID scare, and then they're like this sick pot, but then they're like boiling. So, uh huh. Yeah, why did it stick out to so much to you? Because before it was just the three of us and maybe mm. William, but now there are all these other people. Yeah. So, I guess it's like symbolic of our. That's exactly what group. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. We've absorbed a few people. We have truly group. like become the amoeba. Just absorbing. Some people have made their way into the mantle. Would you say that? <laughs> okay, wait. So it's like core mantle and then uh-huh. the crust. crust. The crust. Yeah. Some people definitely have sunk into the mantle, somehow mm-hmm. wiggled their way in. <laughs> and it's surprising because, okay, to use one person as an example, our good friend Alex, now good friend, literally two months ago was a no one, a nobody. We like, did not know he existed. We had no connections to him at all. No mutual friends, no nothing. And then now, would you say he's like the uh, mantle-ish? Uh, uh, would you say he's mantle? mantle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sally, we have gotten to know him pretty quickly, I think. And just like mm-hmm. the fact that he went to, from literally like someone that 
we wouldn't even be able to identify off the street to like someone who is now like laying in my bed and like playing what the, wait okay playing is not the right word. <laughs> okay my room has also become another um black hole. black hole yeah especially last weekend i think we spent like hours just like on my bed all of us just hanging out that's what i meant so mm, carlos it was like the raccoon curse so it's kind of like <laughs> carried over a little bit but i remember the halloween party telling everyone that i scrounged up alex from the gym <laughs> like being so proud of the fact that we like found this person like uh-huh. somewhere in the wild wait and i'm then pretty sure in our attending. last episode when we were talking about like the halloween party we we're like our new friend alex or blah 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 that's when we just met him and wow. then like a few episodes later oh, suddenly did? he's in the mantle he's already in the mantle how dare you <laughs> That is wild. Except the hypotenuse. <laughs> we can literally see, like, I know we always talk about how this uh, podcast is like for, you know, the future when we look back on it, but it really is. Like, we can see the growth even in the, sh- the short amount of time, a few years since starting it. So, yeah, that is kind of wild. I think our friend group has, because we hang out so much and so frequently, it's like college all over again where we're forming these really deep connections, but also not sure like how long they'll last, right? Because I formed a lot of deep mm. connections with people in college, but I've come to realize that some friends will just be like situational, which at first I felt guilty about like, oh, I feel bad because I said I would be friends with this person for a while or like it feels fake now to like not hang out with them anymore. But I mean, that's somehow it's just like how your relationships mm. happen and it just they're there for when you need them to be and then they kind of everyone parts ways but maybe it'll be like this with this friend group but also i see it lasting for a long time (laughs) i also feel weird with making friends in a whole group together in a group setting i guess because i don't know how i would do with them like one-on-one like if we're never Mm -hmm. in a situation where we're just one-on-one i feel like i don't really know them deeply Mm -hmm. because what they share the group like it's just like the group bond, but I don't know. I feel like I, don't, I can't really consider someone like a really, really good friend unless I can have like a personal connection with them. Mm. So do you think that this, like you can have a friendship that's mantle deep for like the group situation, but then like in one-on-one, they would not be mantle. They'd be like crust. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that, like something like that. Mm. Not pointing out any names or anything. I'll call them out. <laughs> just an <laughs> observation. <laughs> Mm. no i think that's true yeah yeah i think it's true and like the people i went to turkey with i like we got really close over the trip and like i think as a group i could like tell them all like we're pretty open with each other we can ask each other like probing questions or Mm. whatever but one-on-one it's still kind of awkward Mm. and maybe because i wasn't like really good friends with them for a long time like some of the other ones were but i don't know we could still be close as a group but Mm. I still feel distant personally. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. On the same like note, I think that something else that has changed is kind of like my relationship and Linda can speak on this, I guess, too, if you feel similarly. My relationship to your boyfriend, Sally, is like (laughs) something that I did not perceive ever (laughs) happening because your ex, like it was hard to even hold a five minute conversation with him, to be honest. (laughs) But oh, now, <laughs> like, talking to Kevin, I think is, I don't know, we we wrote quality cards for everyone, right? Uh, this is part of our tradition. And 
I wrote some cards for people in the the mantle area of our friendship. <laughs> so uh, he wrote me a card and I wrote him a card and it had the same sentiment of like having a brother kind of relationship, which mm. I never thought I would have with one of your partners ever because that was never like the precedent set by exes. So it's like weird to have that relationship outside of you. Sally. I guess we've never had a partner that was so absorbed. Right. In our it's really. They're always on the periphery. It's weird. We spend more time with Kevin than you, Sally. Literally. Honestly, Honestly, he is our collective boyfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's just like it, what you were going, what you were saying about like forming relationships with people and like um, you're not sure if they're actually that deep if you can't hang out with them one on one. It was like I've hung out with Kevin one on one a few times and it was just a strange like even during that moment i sat back and was like huh this is kind of weird just like being able to have one-on-one like relationship with someone who you wouldn't typically think of well he was our friend first before he was my boyfriend so that's true Mm. i think that counts for something like if you just approach him as a friend and i mean like he's my boyfriend but when we're in a group, I just see him like I just treat him like as a friend, a pal, most <laughs> pa- pal. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you formed any relationships with someone that you're like surprised by or recently anything like that? Like, because you were talking about the people you went on a trip with to Turkey, mm-hmm. and like, actually, I was surprised yeah. how close we got in Turkey. Because honestly, the people, so I knew Tarlin and Gilbert um pretty well like throughout college, and I knew of Hanwin and David. Because they were in my major. I've known them like four, for four years. We we're all struggling through biochemistry together. Mm-hmm. But I was never like really close with them because they were more like Charlin and Ankita's friends. Um, I always I always knew them. Like, I was like friendly with them. But I think in the trip, just like being in such close proximity, seeing each other like 24-7 every day for mm-hmm. two, like almost two weeks, you can get really close to someone in such a short time. And I think I had the same experience. So I don't know how long this will last, but I think because I like am really close with their now girlfriends, <laughs> I think they're like probably going to be a lasting like friendship or at least like I'll see them around. Mm. But the same thing happened to me when I went to the alternative spring breaks, I think my sophomore year, mm-hmm. where we were stuck together 24-7 with like people I didn't really, I never saw before. I saw Christine before, but... Mm-hmm. Like besides her, I didn't know anyone. And we got super close within a week. Um, and it was just like, I don't know why, maybe just the proximity. We were so different from each other, but somehow we got really close and we're sharing like really personal stuff too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. after the trip, I guess we had our own lives and we drifted apart. So it's like a gamble mm-hmm. when you get so close to someone so fast, mm-hmm. whether or not mm-hmm. it like corresponding really works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's why sometimes it feels like we're still in college because college is like known for that like pressure cooker for relationships where like everything happens at like warp speed Mm -hmm. just because you're always around them. And then, you know, after that pressure is taken off, who knows what happens to those relationships? Yeah, it kind of feels like that right now. Uh, Not to that extreme extent, but like we're literally we see each other so much and we share so much with the people in our lives that like who knows what will happen like once that pressure like you know, someone moves or something like that. But yeah, I feel like mm. when you move out and you don't see them as much, but the relationship is just as intense. That's when you know that it's mm. there to last. Yeah. Like withstanding a trial. Wait, that's how I feel about you guys or you, especially Sally, because like I said, I see Linda every day. So <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is still on <laughs> in the best way possible, in the best way possible. 
but like with you, Sally, and to some extent with William, it's like we don't have the convenience of seeing you all every day or even close to like every week with William. Like we never see him in person anymore. So it really is kind of, I don't want to say a test, but like a testament to our friendship that we're still mm. able. To, I, mm. I feel like I'm preaching a testament. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> to see that we're able to still like keep in touch and feel relevant in each other's lives. And like, we want to update each other. And that's like a really good feeling too, that like, okay, yes, mm-hmm. this friendship is built to last. And like, I've proven it kind of. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when you went to Ohio, I felt like it was kind of a test oh. for me <laughs> because I like, when you were gone, I was reflecting about how much I was like riding on your social skills or like Wait, your what? presence <laughs> in the group. I think because like, I don't feel that much like friendship insecurity because I'm like, oh, I'm really close with Ming. So like they have she to kind of accept me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when Ming was doing all like the project or like the management, like bringing people together, <laughs> oh planning gosh. things. I was like, oh my God, like I got to do that stuff now. I noticed that too. Like Ming's yeah. always the like, one of you like, guys have to Crystal tonight, <laughs> Rockwell tonight. And then Linda tried to plan it. Like I saw that she was putting an effort feeling like, can we all go to Crystal tonight? And it's like the finger pointing emoji. <laughs> That was Carlos. That wasn't me. Oh, same thing. I did not realize. Okay, upon reflection, actually, the Ohio tip trip taught us all a lot because I didn't see myself as a project manager at all, and I still don't really project manager of relationships. I feel like I felt so insecure when I went to Ohio, actually. Like, and I was texting this to Sally, like, I don't know how you do it up in Frederick, like all alone without the friends. How do you not feel like FOMO and jealousy? And it's just, and she was like, bitch, I've been gone for like months and you're only gone for like, two days. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was texting me, like, Amiba like, isn't the same without you. <laughs> I felt like so out of the loop and like I wanted to know what everyone was doing and especially since I knew because I can track you on like 360 I knew that y'all oh, the were worst climbing. thing is when you see that we're all hanging out together yeah. or like when I see you guys all hanging out together I'm like damn <laughs> like <laughs> all I, hang out together I literally me. don't know how you do it Sally I felt like so isolated and and then of course overthinking that I'm like okay that makes you insecure because like you should be happy that your friends can hang out without you. You should be happy that like their relationships are strong and that they don't need you. But then the little part of me was like, but I want them to need me. I want them to miss me. You know, <laughs> I want to feel yeah. like I am needed for the group to be complete. And, mm. you know, another new thing that's happening in my life is that I'm talking to a therapist. So that's something I can bring up to her. <laughs> I feel like everyone has a feeling though, like they want to feel needed. They want to like yeah. they want people to miss them if they're not there, like to miss their presence. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's something you need to fix. It's just no. human nature. That's true. And I guess you like, because you said also when you were texting me that you just get used to it. And I don't know if that's a sad thing or just like a realistic thing, but I guess eventually you do just get used to how it, things are in terms of like social dynamics. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that later. We have a whole episode for that. Yeah. <laughs> But Sally, being so far away makes it more like special when you come down, like when you charge down to Earth tracks. That's true. That one day. Oh, well, you were so oh my god, you're gonna make me tear up again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Like every time that you do come down, it is impactful. Like Sally's here. Sally's coming to climb. Oh. Like you make your grand entrance. I didn't know it was so impactful. I thought it was just when you came down there to increase the rotation. 
what <laughs> when we climb <laughs> but i'm glad y'all think of me that way yes i mean <laughs> we cry you're like a rare resource like when we get to you we have to like soak you up while we can <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we long for you what is that saying that distance makes the heart grow fonder i don't think that's just for romantic relationships that's so true about like our relationship like mm-hmm. the distance from sally has made me like miss you a lot and really cherish the time we do have together well as when linda comes over i was like okay linda like let yourself in i'm still upstairs you know (laughs) (laughs) treat yourself to something in the kitchen i'll be down soon yeah i guess that makes sense yeah i try to like i mean i still do come like every weekend so i don't think it's we're not that far distance but yeah i try to make the most out of every time i come down to dc with you guys Mm -hmm. just because it's a lot of effort mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't get to see you guys that often. So mm-hmm. so we've caught y'all up on what we've been up to, missing our friends, seeing our friends, <laughs> whatever. Now let's move on to our solar new year themes. <laughs> and I say solar as a hint. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. what are you guys' themes for the year? Or Ming, do you want to explain the idea of themes? Yeah, sure. I think, well... It was your boyfriend, Kevin, who first introduced <laughs> us to the idea of themes because, like I said earlier, uh, it seems like every season we've done a New Year's resolution kind of episode where we talk about our resolutions or goals for the year. Sometimes they're very like um, specific and other times they're pretty broad. But when we were talking about this, um, Kevin was like, oh, like actually I do themes because it's more helpful for me to think of things in a broader way what we want to categorize our year as like a theme for the year instead of very specific goals, which you can still have. And I think the video he showed us, Linda, if you remember, like um, kind of said that the themes are kind of like the umbrella, like of what you want your year to look like, uh, uh, what you want it to be after. And then like all the goals kind of fit within that theme to help you reach, you know, a theme of the year. So I liked it a lot. Um, I think it's different for everyone. Like some people like very tangent, uh, like goals that you can see and measure, but I think themes are very good because it's like less pressure on actually trying to achieve a specific goal. And then when you are making decisions or thinking about what you want to do this year, you can like reflect and like look back to the theme as like, as guiding your decisions basically is how I saw it. So I don't know, Linda, do you have anything to add? Kevin pulled up a very interesting video where it was talking about how themes are like proven to be helpful something like that mm. he did not show yeah. me that video oh. <laughs> maybe you can like link the video because i don't think we're explaining it that well but i think the moment that stood out to me was it was talking about themes are sometimes more attainable than just goals because for a goal if you're making like upward progress that's the only kind that counts but for themes if you're you know, even staying the same or you're just a little bit not as negative anymore, <laughs> it is still going towards the larger theme. And you can feel a sense of like, I guess, achievement or even like connection to that. So it was just not metric measurements, but mm-hmm. still a sense of like a new year time to like get into the the spirit of that. Mm-hmm. Which is nice because I feel like at least in my work life and even in climbing, I know we're not supposed to mention climbing, but it feels like (laughs) a lot of things in my life are very like goal oriented or like very measurable. You can see when progress is being made, which is a good thing, but also it's like a lot of pressure, a lot of numbers 
that I want to like focus on. And sometimes it's easy to get caught up in like, oh, I need to like climb a V4 or something like that. Or, oh, I need to get this many likes on this post for my job, that sort of thing. So I liked the kind of ambiguity, but like general way of thinking when it comes to themes. So Mm. Sally, do you want to share your theme for the year? Okay. To be honest, I didn't have the chance to give it much thought. (laughs) Also, when I was thinking about it, nothing really came to my mind. Mm. I think usually for these New Year resolutions type of things, I don't really think that the New Year is like, I, I don't really feel the need to like set a concrete resolution, mm-hmm. but I will do one just for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, so I guess my theme this year, since I'm like pretty happy with the way my life is going now, I think it's mainly about maintenance or like consistency. Um, like uh, right now I'm like working out. I got a gym membership, not Earth Trek, not the climbing oh, gym, no. but like a regular gym. We lost her. Um, so <laughs> I've been trying to like do exercise more regularly because I noticed that it does actually like help with my like mo- being motivated to do other things and like mental health, of course. And just like it makes me, I don't know, it just like incru- improves my mood and um also maintenance in terms of my friendships Hmm. i think like all friendships all relationships need maintenance so just like putting friends on rotation when i'm gonna hang out with them Mm -hmm. and like making sure i don't leave out anyone so like going through my friends i haven't talked to in a while too and um i guess i don't know what else can i maintain (laughs) That's a good theme already. I, I think everything else is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, like consistency. Stability. Yeah. Consistency. Just like d- keep doing what I'm doing. Mm. I guess that also applies for like my hobbies. Um, I don't like Ming said, I don't really like having a goal oriented or uh result and result oriented goal. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep doing things like at my own pace. So mm-hmm. in terms of like pottery, um, climbing. Uh, reading as well i always mm-hmm. used to feel pressured because man you read so many oh, books i'm like sorry. i want to read too but i'll just read at my own pace and like i only i'll just read what i really like feel is interesting to me and mm-hmm. i think that's fine so yeah. yeah stuff like that like little things that's a really healthy goal and it's a mature way of viewing things which i don't know if i could have said that about you a few years ago because I think me. no, this is this is a compliment to your growth, sound. A compliment because I, I I do think um, knowing you previously, maybe in like high school or college, you were very and you still are goal oriented, but like it was a lot of like pressure on yourself. I saw so it's nice to hear you talk about you know just maintaining uh, balancing and stability because I think it's good to you know have that growth in your life and to realize that it, it can be advantageous to take more of a subtle approach to things <laughs> but i'm only saying that because my theme is like the complete opposite of your theme actually okay what is your theme <laughs> my theme is that well upon reflection i feel like i had too much stability or too much being too complacent in my life in some areas um just i don't know being in the pandemic i feel like things are easy to get into like a rut um And not just in like relationships, but also in like work and my hobbies, what I was spending my time on. And I was just used to like, I don't know, doing what's comfortable, which is a good thing sometimes. But I think this year my theme was a theme of like 
it sounds so cliche, not of taking chances, but of like going with what my first instinct is. I don't know what the theme word for that is, but going with my gut (laughs) kind of, because Mm -hmm. a lot of times what I've noticed about myself is like, I have a gut reaction. That's like, yes, I want to do this. Or like, that sounds fun. Or like, I'm going to try this. And then as soon as I have that reaction, my head gets in the way and it's all like, oh, there's so many reasons why I shouldn't do this, or I can't do this. Or like, too dangerous or too scary or whatever, whatever excuse, excuse. Um, And then eventually I kind of do end up doing it, but in like a more modified way. So I kind of what I what I want to do this year is go with my gut. Like if my gut says, try this thing, instead of like making up excuses and then eventually trying it in some way or like not even trying it, I want to go with what my first instinct is. And I want to see where that takes me because yeah, I'm looking to spice up my life a little bit in terms of my approach to, you know, hobbies, uh, maybe not work. Maybe I should keep it pretty, pretty, uh, (laughs) stable at work. But like in terms of other things, I'm more ready to just trust my instincts. Um, so you're going to go on a date? (laughs) (laughs) How does, how did what I just said equate to go on a date? (laughs) It's something new, something that you need to put your trust in. Okay. Okay. But the difference is I'm not saying yes to literally anything. I'm not like going to say yes to skydiving because to be honest, I have no interest in skydiving. I'm saying yes to like what my gut tells me is right. You see the difference? Okay. So what if how do you know what you saying, right? though? What do you want to do? Yeah. Well, I trust my gut, but sometimes I overthink it. Like, I don't know. There's so many examples. But um, if I were to give an example, it could be a really small one. And I'm going to reference climbing again. So Sally, close your ears if you don't want to hear this. (laughs) But a lot of times during climbing, I'm like, oh, that route looks really cool. Or like that bouldering, like that one, I could totally try. Or like, I want to try this. And then something in my head is like, oh, that's like a V5. You should not try it. Or, oh, that you're like, that looks so hard. Or, oh, there's too many people in front of it. And then eventually, like, I do like get up the courage to go over. Or like someone like you or Linda pushes me over to do it. But instead of waiting for you guys to push me into it, I want to trust my gut and like my instincts of like, that looks cool. I want to go do that. So let me go do it. You know, mm. instead of waiting for someone to push me into it or wait for someone to convince me or it's kind of like annoying, honestly, to myself to have to be constantly convinced by someone to do what I already want to do. I should mm-hmm. just do it. You know, that's that an example. Sense. There's probably more. Dating is not <laughs> on the table right now, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> my gut says no to dating okay it seems I like your understand. theme is just do it though <laughs> yes just do it but like you know not just whatever just do what i want to do i mm. guess okay don't overthink yeah 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 <clears throat> linda your theme mm, i think my theme is pretty close to sally's mm. like sometimes i like reflect about like how my life is now and it kind of feels like a time loop because we go to climbing we cycle through the same like four restaurants and we're just popping around Mm -hmm. the city and I really like that so I do want to maintain that but also I don't know I think I miss this part because I'm not one to really reflect the only time I really talk about things like this is on the podcast like I don't keep a diary or Mm -hmm. a journal or anything because I feel like whatever I write is never going to measure up to like how I'm truly feeling or mm, what is really happening mm. in the moment. So maybe I can start doing that more because I have noticed some 
changes. Like I realized that I'm not that career oriented and I said it out loud to a coworker and that was like, is this really who I am now? Because in college I was always the one to do a lot of things like like refreshing just to do them (laughs) all the time i know so it's like i want to be more of a loaf i Mm. guess entering the loaf era (laughs) um and another thing is like i was also really like social justice oriented in college and i think that was because it was a unique environment there were a lot of opportunities to be involved but now i don't feel like that's as much as who i am Mm. somehow i feel like all of those are kind of connected but yeah maybe reflection should be Mm. a theme because i don't really do it like i can't i can't bring myself to but Mm -hmm. i feel like it's advantageous to try wait that's interesting what you said about your journal and the fact that sally agree with you because as y'all know i keep a journal so i've never thought of it in that way but that's interesting that you find that you almost have to live up to what you put in your journal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like I look back and it's like, I don't remember. I feel this like I can't happening. express myself <laughs> at well mm-hmm. in a journal too. That's why I look forward to the weekly updates because mm-hmm. I can actually say what I'm thinking in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think when I'm writing, I try to, I guess, pretty up my words or like make it mm-hmm. sound like it's not what it's coming raw out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like stream of There's consciousness. Some kind of filter when I write it mm-hmm. down. Then it's a good thing that we're doing more of these episodes this season where we're literally just like one big topic and then we're going to like spit whatever comes out of our mouth. So that'll be good for y'all, I guess. And good for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a great start (laughs) to the year, I guess, of themes. And I don't know, since we don't have like concrete goals connected to it, maybe we will or will not revisit it towards the end of this year. but. New Year. Sally mentioned it was for Solar New Year, but what about Lunar New Year? <laughs> what are our plans for Lunar New Year? Because when this episode comes out, it'll be quickly approaching Lunar New Year on the 1st of February. And I think like what happened with the um, Hot Pot, this year will be a little different. We're expanding our social circle for um, to the same our plans. <laughs> Yes, expanding, but also keeping the same somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Do y'all want to share what's happening? We are making dumplings as per tradition. Mm-hmm. Although it's we don't usually make dumplings on Lunar New Year. We usually make it for Tassa for Night Market. Oh, true. But, you know, true, true. same thing. Oh, and I'm excited because it seems like a more big scale like event. <laughs> Although I don't know how it's actually going to turn out. Yeah. But um, I'm very excited because I ordered a bunch of traditional Chinese like dresses. So Ooh. in Cantonese, or it's called Changsam or Kpo. Mandarin, mm. it's called Qi Pao. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like the the high collar, like Chinese button dresses Ooh. that I usually wear like banquets or whatever. But these are, I just bought it online. I don't. Like, I don't know how the quality is going to be. And it hasn't even started shipping yet. But <laughs> I, hope, I hope they'll be in on time. Because I'm really excited. I've never worn one before. Ooh. But I've always wanted to. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting. I feel like I'm a little stressed. Because we are expanding it from like, oh, just hanging out at each other's place. Or making dumplings. Or I don't know. Normally, Sally's in New York. And I don't know. Linda and I sometimes hang out for New Year's. But 
we're bringing the whole squad together uh, to make dumplings and like I think we're gonna do some decorations as well like this is the first time we're going pretty big and I was talking to Linda about how this is also like um, a reflection or symbolizing how we're like moving away from our parents and doing this whole party event on our own and normally new year's is about family right but in some ways mm-hmm. like this friend group has become family at least for this moment in our life so it's like kind of high pressure right now on me it feels like not me specifically but i feel the pressure of like i want it to go so well i want it to everyone to get along and like to enjoy what happens and oh yeah there's a a photographer coming <laughs> so that's casual <laughs> that's cool but it's just like i want it to go so well but i'm so nervous that like it won't don't be nervous but i don't, don't know why well. like it's literally just gonna be our when friends have we not have fun with our friends exactly yeah. like, like, if it goes wrong, friends. <laughs> i think it's because it's like such a significant event in mm. chinese culture that i want it to live up to everyone's expectations and my expectations because i don't want to fuck up like this really important time in the calendar but you know if i do whatever and it's also not just on me i have to remind myself that but yeah i'm excited but also kind of nervous Linda, how are you feeling? I'm excited to plan to like do like the pre-work where it's just us and mm-hmm. we're like mm-hmm. getting the ingredients where we're making like setting up the place and you just feel like a sense of anticipation mm. of like sharing this moment with friends and like setting it all up. I don't know. I think I like that better than during the party where I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> folding dumplings, <laughs> cooking and I guess also like debriefing after. Because mm, I'm really looking forward to see like what people thought. Because yeah. I think some of them haven't experienced like mm-hmm. celebrating Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year like this. Um, and I also feel a sense of pressure because I'm like, oh, we're gonna be doing calligraphy, and then mm. we have like I don't know a dress code so and planned, all this stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it feels yeah. like we're planning like a themed. I mean, I guess it is a themed party, but like we're having all these side things that we're doing. It feels like we're like planning a mini night market where everything has to go. <laughs> I know the mini is like the chair committee head. Yeah, we're, we are the only, we are both the we're committee the and the heads. Yeah. <laughs> we have to plan it all right. We have to make a playlist that everyone will enjoy that'll be on mm. theme. It's just, Tongwa has to be on that playlist. On loop, on loop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm ready to be, be emotional fun. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Sally's dresses come in so we can all look cute for once because I feel like I'm going to call the company like and buns. scold them for not shipping my dresses. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun. It it will be. And yeah, like you said, Linda, it'll be exciting to see how other people think of it because yeah, it might be their first time or might be the first time it's been done in this way. And because some people aren't seeing their families, um, It'll be like we're their family for a night, even though we basically all, always are. But this is more significant, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also like introducing culture to other people is all, always really fulfilling and exciting because mm. you get to see, I don't know, it's like that childlike wonder in their mm-hmm. eyes. Whereas I've seen it before. I'm like, I've made dumplings a million times, like whatever. Mm. But when other people, when I see other people doing it, it's so much more fulfilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never had extended family to celebrate Chinese New Year with. So I've never done it with so many people. Mm-hmm. And I think that also feels pretty special. Mm. 
It's funny how this podcast, we started this episode as saying it's gonna like gonna be a random stream of consciousness. And we did have some topics we wanted to touch on, but it does seem like this episode has its own topic in a way where we've like caught up but really talked about the friendships in our lives recently and how they've like changed over time, the short amount of time where we haven't been podcasting and like I feel like Lunar New Year and the celebration we're planning kind of just symbolizes that all together of like the togetherness and like celebrating mm-hmm. our friendship with each other. Oh my gosh, so wholesome. <laughs> wow, this is such an emotional episode. I really First did not expect this season. <laughs> yeah. Well, our, I don't know if this season will be just like emotional wreck, but <laughs> stay tuned for the rest. And we have a lot of content planned actually this time. So mm-hmm. um, I hope it all... I hope you all enjoyed this one and look forward to the ones to come. <laughs> and if you guys have friends or family to celebrate the Lunar New Year with, then I hope you guys all have a great fun party celebration, whatever you guys are doing. And happy Solar and Lunar New Year. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.